the Full Rigor of Florida True Crime Podcast. I'm Karen Curtis, and on this episode, I'm going to tell you about a young woman named Gwendolyn Greenblatt. She lived in West Palm Beach, and she was a beautiful dancer. She remained stoic through tough times. Her friends loved her. She had no enemies. She met and married a man named Matt Greenblatt. And shortly after they were married, she found out that he was a horn dog. A few months after they got married, uh, my sister found out that Matthew was cheating on her. They separated. I think he stayed in the house. She got her own uh, condo and they tried to work on it, or at least she did. The tiny dancer was finally letting go of Mr. Right because he turned out to be Mr. Wrong. And Gwen had a friend who was also going through a separation, so the two were commiserating, crying on each other's shoulder. I was going through a separation, and she said to me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in the same boat as you. So, you know, I'll, we'll be here together. We'll make it together. So, in February of 2013, Gwen's friend Christina called her. It would be the last time she heard Gwen's cheerful voice. I say thank you for being the best friend anyone could have. It was about 3.30 in the afternoon, and Gwen was arriving home from work. Christina and Gwen were chatting on the phone as Gwen was entering her apartment. And that's when Christina heard her friend cry out. All of a sudden, she let out a scream. That was not a normal scream. Then Christina hears Gwen's cell phone fall to the floor, so she calls her landline. I called from my cell phone to her house phone, and she had an answering machine, and I could hear myself leaving the message saying, Gwen, pick up. Pick up the phone now. You have to tell me that you're okay. And I said, I'm going to call the police if you don't pick up. Pick up now. Can you imagine calling your friend's landline and hearing your voice coming over her cell phone? So then Christina called 911. Um, yeah, I was just on the phone with my girlfriend and she starts screaming on the phone and dropped the phone. And I told them, I said, something's wrong. Please go to her apartment, something's wrong. And something was very wrong. West Palm Beach Police Investigator William Frazier was at the scene. When she gets inside her home, she's accosted. There's a disturbance in the living room. There's a vase knocked over, her phone's on the floor. Unfortunately, Gwen has nowhere to run. She runs into a dead end. The only thing left is the bathroom and the closet. There's no place else to go. Then, whoever was chasing her shot her twice in the head. Right through the top of her head, killing her. To me, the coup de grace. I'm going to make sure that this victim is gone. She wasn't just murdered. She was assassinated. West Palm Beach police found Gwen's body crumpled up in her closet. She was transported to the hospital where she was pronounced dead. And then I saw them bring her out. Just seeing. It's nightmares about seeing her face. And knowing that this was real. It was a murder. They came after her to kill her. They didn't rob her. There was no rape. There was nothing. They, they went to kill her. But determining who murdered Gwen would not be easy. All the police had to work with were her bloody clothes and her cell phone. Oh, and one other item. One of the police officers remarks, look, the killer left his cigarette butt burning on the fire pull box right next to Gwen's apartment. The person who left that cigarette butt was just there. 
But who left the smoldering clue? It was no smoking gun. The cigarette was properly preserved for DNA. Now the investigation starts. West Palm Beach police were particularly interested in Gwen's estranged husband, Matt Greenblatt. He's described by her brother and her friends as very controlling and kind of creepy. She would flip on a light and he was just sitting in a chair, not saying anything, dressed in dark, like a weird, deranged stalker. I said, well, are you okay? Are you afraid of him? And she's like, no. But I know she was afraid of him. Plus, investigators say there was a financial motive. There was a prenuptial agreement. There was a figure of approximately $70,000 that Greenblatt would have to pay Gwen if the marriage failed. So when police brought Matt in for questioning, they asked him about his alibi, which really stunk. Each time he talks to the detectives, he gives him a different story. Matt tells police, oh, no, I was getting a haircut. Oh, I was returning a video. Uh, no, actually, I got a slice of pizza. And Matt's a pretty memorable guy. He walks in and, you know, he likes to control the room, so to speak. But no, nope, nobody remembered. So he gave this alibi, but nobody buys it. And police said he didn't seem to be too upset that his estranged wife was shot dead. But none of this really mattered because the DNA came back on the smoldering cigarette butt left outside the murder scene. And it's what they call single source DNA. In other words, one person was smoking that cigarette. We don't know who it is. Well, it wasn't Matt. And remember, it was left smoldering right after the murder. When the first responders get there, it's still smoking. It's still lit. A lit cigarette left burning on top of a fire alarm pole. Doesn't get more ironic than that. Then investigators looked down and behind a plant in the cracks between two pieces of concrete, they found a stubbed out cigarette. And lo and behold, the DNA on that cigarette matched Matt Greenblatt. We query Matt on a couple of occasions. When was the last time you were there, Matt? I mean, why is a cigarette butt ground out by the front door in an apartment complex that takes pride in police in the grounds. Also, police conducted a gunshot residue test on Matt's hands, and it came back positive that he had recently fired a weapon. At that point, I believe that he decided not to cooperate anymore, because we knew we were looking at him. Unfortunately, despite this growing mound of evidence against Matt, there's no arrest, and the case grows cold. So from February of 2013 until now, no one has been arrested, but police finally identified the owner of the smoldering cigarette. We said if we find the owner of the DNA on the cigarette butt, we'll solve the murder. And you know what? We did find the owner, and we found it several years later, and that person is Richard Engel. Who is Richard Engel? Do Matt Greenblatt and Richard Engel have any past history? Do they know each other? Can they be tied together? Was he an accomplice? These were all the burning questions that police had, but they were unable to get a definitive answer. It's a murder investigation. Oh, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, it's okay. Engel's DNA is in the system because he's behind bars on federal mail fraud charges. So the police pay him a visit. Okay, I want to show you this right here. All right. That's a color photograph, right? What do you think that is? What's that look like? 
cigarette. Yep. Guess whose DNA is on that cigarette? Yours. I wouldn't know how. The only way I could think is that it's got to be wrong because I would ne- was never in that area. He also didn't recognize a photo of Matt Greenblatt or of Gwen's apartment, but he did admit that he delivered pizzas in the area. Don't know them, any of those guys. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. Zero. I used to deliver pizza. Yeah. A, a lot of those complexes all look the same. But even Angle points out the absurdity of someone leaving a lit cigarette on top of a fire alarm pole. I don't understand how that cigarette would even get there. And I don't know how it would have my DNA on it. And even if I was smoking a cigarette, I wouldn't be dumb enough, I don't think, to even put it on top of a fire thing. What you're saying is the science has got to be somehow wrong. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm telling you, as a man of my word and a man of God, you got the wrong guy because it's not me because I wouldn't do it. So what you're telling me, sir, is emphatically that's not your DNA? Yes. You are. Detective Frazier smells a rat, or should I say a bunny rabbit? You don't believe me? Absolutely not. You're lying. You have created a scenario, now you've created the hunt. And you know who I am? I'm the lion. And you know who you are? You're the bunny rabbit. Shh. Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. <laughs> you know, ostensibly, DNA doesn't lie, so obviously the cigarette butt belonged to Richard Engel. But the problem is connecting Engel to Matthew Greenblatt. And as of today... West Palm Beach police have been unable to make that connection. We say now the next job we have is we have to link these two guys together. We hope that someone knows those guys and can tell us when they saw Matthew Greenblatt and Richard Engel together. And so now the bunny rabbit has been sprung and he's hopping around as a free man. But I haven't got a license to shoot a Fricassian rabbit. So Engel has since been released from prison. He continues to deny his involvement. And Matt Greenblatt is now a rising star in the world of sports fishing. And Detective Fudd, I mean Detective Frazier, is still hot on his trail. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. And while Greenblatt remains a suspect in his wife's death, prosecutors do not have enough evidence to charge him or anyone else with her murder. I'd like to thank Crime Watch Daily and Looney Tunes for contributing sound to this podcast. I find this case very frustrating. It's a real head scratcher. Apparently there was no other evidence other than the burning cigarette. No bullet casings. No phone records linking these two men together. No way to connect them. So all you have is DNA on a cigarette that's burning outside of a murder scene. Matthew, as I said, has never been charged in connection with Gwen's murder. Authorities weren't able to find that connection between him and Richard Engel. Matthew has moved on from the incident. Uh, He used to work for his family's company, Synthetic Thread. But he has since picked up competitive fishing and he's taking part in the Fishing League Worldwide Tours. He's also remarried since the murder and is reportedly living in Port St. Lucie. That's north of West Palm Beach with his new wife, Diana, and their two dogs. Or should I say three dogs? Because he's a horn dog. Well, that wraps up this episode of Full Rigger. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Fulrigger Podcast. You can see a photo of Matthew Greenblatt and also of Gwen. 
Until next time, that wraps up Full Rigor. Thanks for listening.